My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Times we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. You, you know, uh, it's been a really stressful day today, Paulo. We've been trying to, you know, get with groups and try to figure out what groups and then what messaging. And then there's all sorts of influencers around the country. And those influencers are going, well, I think we should do this and I think we should do that. And uh, and it all comes down to the, there's there's the there's the two splits. There's the split of let's wait. President Trump is running for office again in two years. (laughs) I can't even say that out loud without dying laughing. It's not that we don't believe in President Trump. He will always have my loyalty. Always. But what it does tell you is that there's a propensity of people to say, I like my podcast room. I like my broadcast room. It's really comfortable. You know, I like going out and getting sponsors and talking about what's happening. But what about being about it? What about being willing to step in the gap? Is it just words? Are they just words? And can we build something with ROEs, rules of engagement, that allow the American people to be exactly what everyone is saying had to happen in order for us to have any sort of change? Can, can we build rules of engagement that allow the people to engage? Well, today we're, we're joined by two men that served, had seen tour, have seen blood, have seen the worst of it, are still willing to stand up and say, it must be peaceful, but there's nothing left. There's no more meat on the bone. So I'd like to welcome uh, John Tigan and Steve Murray, Lieutenant Colonel Steve Murray. Welcome to the show. Good to be here. Uh, Steve, I, I uh, started off by calling you sir, and I kept calling you sir, and you're like, call me Steve. So I'm going to call you Steve. Yeah, please do. Um. <clears throat> Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Start there. I mean, it does look like you're in an interrogation room. I told you that before. <laughs> so that's what I get, I get to cool go next. You, you, you guys get the cool background and I get the dirty office. So it's <laughs> it's all good for an intelligence guy. Um, 
I was an information warfare officer for the better part of uh, 15 years, and I started out, uh, went to a joint school that was called Command and Control Warfare. From there, I branched into the cyber world and information warfare space and did a couple of tours doing information warfare. The first one was in Iraq, and then the, the second one was in support of uh, Enduring Freedom, which was uh, Afghanistan. And the interesting part of my role was breaking apart themes and messages from the enemy, breaking apart and dissecting those and giving the command staff, you know, this is the intent and this is what the enemy's doing. I've, I didn't get into this, this role that I'm in now um, by choice. It was when things developed through COVID, a bunch of my military buddies that are still in the system called me and said, what does all this stuff mean? What's true? What's not true? How do we break it apart? So I started doing a podcast uh, for those guys. Um, and I just started posting it out to Google Share so those guys could download it. And it turned into a Telegram channel. Then it turned into a Rumble channel. And now I have a following of people all over the world. And I've been doing it for two years now. And uh, like I said, I, could, I would love to walk away from this at, at any point and go back to my quiet life. Um, but we have we have bigger existential problems right now, and unfortunately, my background is lends itself to this kind of work to break through the noise and tell people what's signal versus noise. So that's how I got into this. You know, we talked about this a couple of days ago about the amount of noise that is out there, and that it takes the credible it takes the credible information and it makes it less credible because they they purposely put out things that are not true or can't be validated in order to say, look, see, it's all just a bunch of goofballs that don't know anything about anything. Yeah. Well, what, what you're seeing is influencing operations that are being flooded with disinformation, true information, false information, and partially true information. And the whole, the whole intent of it is to, number one, demoralize the population so they don't know what to believe. Number two is to influence you to believe things that are completely false. Look at all the influencers that are peddling fear porn and hope porn, you know, such as like Nisera, Jasera, Hamahama, right? How many people have bought into that? And then you have the, then you have the other side of the fence, which is the mainstream media, which is completely gaslighting people to believe things that are just not even based in reality. And look at how much social dissonance is created out of that. And really what the intent of all of those information uh, influence operations are is to put people into buckets so that those buckets can can be turned against each other and you fight against each other because of a belief system which isn't real. And I think what people have realized through this election process is that we're not so different. Every, most people in this country don't care who the winners are. They just don't. What they care about is, was it fair? Did people's vote count? And is this the will of the people? If, if there was transparency in the system, and we saw that people wouldn't really care about the results, mm -hmm. even if they went there went the other way. Right, right. Yep. And, and go ahead. Sorry. No, I totally agree. That's. I don't know why they fight it so much. If there's no fraud, why, why, why are you fighting it? Just let it happen. Well, they've institutionalized cheating in um, in Arizona. Katie Hobbs started this when she came to office. Adrian Fontes, when he was the county recorder, did this at the same time, and. They did it in very unique ways. The first thing they did was they tainted the, vote, the voter rolls and they didn't clean up the voter rolls. So you have dead people voting, you have, you have um, people that aren't eligible to vote, you have felons voting, 
There's a whole host of issues that were incorporated into voter rolls. Katie Hobbs, on the other hand, invited legal firms into the Secretary of State's office and literally anytime any kind of meaningful election reform was pushed into the system, automatic lawfare right there. So they've institutionalized the cheating. And what you're seeing is they're trying to do exactly what they did in Washington State. And the same architect that built the system in, our, in Washington State is now in Los Angeles building that system there. And it goes all the way back to Patty Gregoire. These mail-in ballots that they use is such a, it's a scam. And it's a scam because they can pad the numbers, they can discount votes, they can change votes. You never know once it goes, goes into the polling centers. In this election, there was so much malfeasance that there should be court cases just on the machine malfunctions. Mm -hmm. Because any any master services agreement, and Joe, you know what I'm talking about. Anytime you sign a master services agreement with a third-party vendor that's going to do any kind of IT work for you, you yeah. have very explicit RTO and RPO rules. That's yes. restore time operations, restore point restore operations. Meaning if this thing breaks, this is how long it takes us to, to fix it, and this is how long we think we can fix it if there's a major outage. 25% of the machines that were programmatically designed to fail at the same time is not a coincidence. No. It's not statistically no. and not programmatically. There's no there's no system in the world that would fail at that rate, especially on game day after it's been tested. It, so well, that and, was and, just one part. Yeah, know? and Steve, they only failed in Republican-run areas. Well, they, there's more to that. They failed in the precincts that held back ballots and held back the count from Maricopa County on August 2nd. Remember, this institutionalized cheating doesn't just start on this election. It goes all the way back to 2020. Yes. And every single time they do an election, they learn one of our countermeasures. Like one of the things that I, I put out for almost six months before the August 2nd is don't do it. Don't drop your ballot in a ballot drop box. Take it with you, have them soil the ballot, have them print a new ballot, and then run it through the machine. If more people show up in person, then we will overcome the cheat which is exactly what happened. At the same time, precinct, uh, precinct committee members held back their, their vote counts from Maricopa County so they couldn't pad the numbers by 48%. So what did they do this time? They broke the machines, so they had to bring the, the ballots down to the MTEC so they could cheat in person. And that process is very sophisticated because number one, they adjudicate ballots, which means they change your vote based on your intent, which is BS. The second thing they do is they'll discount ballots based on your political affiliation if there's a certain number they need. And then they've just discarded ballots. These door three thing, that that whole debacle was designed so they could literally break the chain of custody. And just the chain of custody for door three should disqualify and nullify the whole election because there was no chain of custody, period. End of story. Well, and they just had more bags show up this morning. Isn't the, that amazing? That's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Well, and Steve, let's go back to 2020. You're a reasonable guy. I mean, Tig, you didn't want to get involved in this either. No, not at all. And you're you're a reasonable guy, though. I mean, this is you did this for 15 years. They trusted you with a clearance. You you had operational skills that were necessary inside of the tech world. Let's go back to 2020. There's four volumes of books, excuse me, of reports in early 2021 uh, in the Maricopa County audit. Four volumes. 
You know where I'm going with this. I know exactly where you're going with this. We, we start on the chain of custody on the delivery of those ballots. Now, the ballots go through and are connected to this company called Runbeck, correct? Yes, they are. Of the boxes, I, I always like to go back to root cause, right? Because if you get to root cause, you get to the root of what's happening in the system, then you can you can always play the tape backwards. Even if you're missing a part, even if they take out the logs, you can, you can fill back in the gaps, right? All of the boxes that showed up, showed up that were not assigned for audit. In other words, the boxes that were assigned for audit, those were sealed. Those were the ones that originally were going to be used in case of an audit. They have what are called set-asides. Those set-asides are for the audit. Every box, and tell me if I'm lying, every single box except for those, so about 95% of the boxes were open. The ballots were not uh, contiguous. You had, that means you had ballots from different precincts that were inside of one box. You have 30 precincts in one box. Sir, how is that possible if it is a transparent, free, and fair election? How, just by there, if I stopped there, could I have just dropped ballots into there that are all manufactured? Could, right? Uh, so the short answer is, yeah, you can, and they did. The So there was... They had so many mechanisms for malfeasance just with the paper ballots in the last election. You can pick one to bust on and nullify the election. Let's just start with the ballots with just Joe Biden's name on it. There was, I, I think there was upwards of 12,000 that had just one, one vote on the whole ballot. Where's the adjudication process for that? They're supposed to adjudicate and fill it in based on the voter's intent. But since the votes, uh, the paper ballots aren't serialized, Meaning when they print it, it just they, they have a cover sheet with your name on it, but there's no serialization. So you have no idea once that machine's fed through the system, who voted, where it came from, what precinct. So you have no idea. And it, those set asides, they even the set asides were wrong. The set asides had ballots that didn't have signatures. They had ballots with double signatures. They had ballots with um, with uh, non adjudicated um, votes on it. I mean, there's a the, just the paper ballots alone and the malfeasance with the chain of custody in 2020 should have nullified the election. And we're not even talking about the machines. We could we could talk ad nauseum about the machines with just because you did a big interview with uh, Cyber Ninja and I watched uh, I watched your interview and you were spot on. The one thing that he didn't talk about that is is not only relevant to today is that the tabulation machines have a weighted scoring system. So you run your machine through and they, they showed this in this election when it reads one in four ballots or it reads one in 12, that that's a programmed error in the system. It's not an anomaly. And that in and of itself should, should nullify the election. Regardless of any of that, I think I'll let you kind of jump in here anytime you want. Um, <laughs> regardless of that, that's not a fully baked system. The things that we're talking about are not, th those are designed to create these faults because there's opportunity and chaos. In, in the military, they say opportunity, or excuse me, chaos favors the operation, right? Don't they? In theory, yes. In theory, right. yeah. So in this case. They can answer that a lot better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just saying. Yeah. No, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's really it's it's kind of like the chaos of the firefight that you know the suppressing of it and just your willingness to charge forward and yeah just the I'm sorry. I'm just like just this whole thing. It's just it's it's crazy. I mean, we're we're being crushed. People are being silent, and we're nobody's really rising up like uh, all these other countries that are. And here we are in America, and we're just kind of a lot of people just sitting back saying, "Oh well, here we go again." And it, it's 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 yeah. I mean, we lack. We have no leadership in this country. We have we have no standards, and nothing's being enforced. Um, again, we have no transparency in our country anymore. We have nothing. And people are still just sitting back and just taking it. I don't get it. Like, well, Arizona should, I mean, it should, it should be, they should be flooding the streets. And, well, and so that's, that's the question, right? So I've been doing this now for two years in Arizona and I, I just did this again. I got a bunch of flames and death threats over this too. So let me just put this out here. I said, on Tuesday of last week, after the election, I said, the, the malfeasance has already begun. So my question to the, to the Arizona public is, what is your line in the sand? What is it that's going to make you pick up arms against this country, or this government, sorry, and what's it going to, what's it going to take to get you in the streets? And crickets, absolute crickets. And you're right. Some... The most of the public is waiting for somebody like me to stand up and say, this is what we're going to do. And I think people initially were looking at Mike Flynn as that guy. He's a general officer, right? Mike, stand up. We're, we're, we're behind you. Because one of the first things I said after November 3rd in 2020 is, where are the general officers? Where'd they go? I, I know three or four here. We're, they're silent. The only guy that's still firing saber rounds downrange is McInerney. And Tom's what in his late 80s? I mean, and he's a cool dude, the- man. He's a cool dude. I'm telling you, he's that a guy's, very good guy. He's a, he, you know, I was at the State Department. Well, I can't really say what I was about to say, but <laughs> I, I wanted to say it. Loose lips sink ships. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Steve, you heard about this thing happening in Arizona. We, the people, are standing up in Arizona. There's organizations that are coming together. We put out this link, which we'll put it in every one of the channels where we can connect with. The different groups, uh, veteran groups, gangs, biker groups, we, it's the people of Arizona coming together saying, we need a new election. We have someone that is with us right now who I have seen in passing, never ever walked up and said hello to, but she actually just joined us um, on this. So I'd like to bring her on, and then I want to get your all's thoughts on it. I don't think she needs any introduction. Uh, welcome to the show, uh, Liz Harris. Hi. Pleasure to be here. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's it's a lot, right? I mean, you. Uh, I saw the press release you put out, uh, Steve. I don't know if you've met Liz. Have you met Liz? Have you guys met each other? We know each we other. Cross paths. She talks to my team on a regular basis, so we've crossed paths many times, but never done an interview together. So it's pretty cool. Not gonna lie, Liz. By the way, I should I should say something else too. Back when uh, you released, and this for you, Liz. Back when you released the information about the uh, the conference with the the lobbyists, you were the only lawmaker besides Wendy Rogers in the state of Arizona that came out and said, "Not only am I not on anybody's payroll, I'm not influenced by anybody, and this is wrong." So thank you for that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, you get a lot of flack. 
And I've already started to um, get the flack on my uh, press release. So if you would like, I'd like to, if, you, if it's okay, I'll read the press release. And it, basically I put it out this morning. Although I stand to win my legislative district race, it has become obvious that we need to hold a new election immediately. There are clear signs of foul play from machine malfunctions, chain of custody issues, and just blatant mathematical impossibilities. How can a Republican state treasurer receive more votes than a Republican gubernatorial or Senate candidate? I call on all state legislators to join me in demanding a new election. I will now be withholding my vote on any bills this session without this new election in protest to what is clearly a potential fraudulent election. And then I signed it, Liz Harris, MBA. Nice. Liz, you are on fire. Well, somebody, somebody has to do it. So there's a lot more to why I wrote this. So on, and if I could just tell you quickly, okay, so Go. on election day, I was looking forward to visiting the polls, shaking hands, kissing babies. I, I was really looking forward to that. But instead, what happened was beginning at seven o'clock in the morning, I became like my own mini war room where I was taking all these. I, I was starting to get the intake cases of everyone having problems at the polling locations up until 930 that night when I received a call from someone working a poll and his supervisor, the marshal, would not allow him to count the ballots in, in draw three. So that, you know, the, oh, the draw three, like he said, we have to count these for counting. And the poll marshal was like, no. And I was on the, anyway. So the entire day was uh, a situation where, you know, I didn't get to do what I should have been doing as a candidate because of this, um, malfeasant because of the complete there's so much that went on on that day people who knew that it was the printers as early as eight o'clock in the morning and they were they said let's just turn off these printers and use these printers because the tabulators accept everything that and again the poll marshals were reversing those decisions on people i i can't i don't want to talk about everything because i'm sure a lot of this is going to be in some of the lawsuits but there's just so much evidence of a complete november 8th here in maricopa county being a complete disaster and i agree with carrie lake it wasn't 20 percent of the polling locations that had issues it was more like 40 50 percent almost every location had some type of issue. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A. 
AugustaPreciousMetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.AugustaPreciousMetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. Okay. So then, you know, I, I'm kind of, I kind of thought wh- whoever creates um, the decisions on who wins these elections or the selections, whatever that entity may be, I always said they're not going to steal it from Carrie Lake because that would create such civil unrest. Yes. And then what happened They on Monday night? They called it for Katie Hobbs. I was in complete shock. The next day, we go in to vote for Speaker of the House of Arizona. And this is when I was absolutely floored. We literally voted in the extension of Rusty Bowers. I call him Rusty Bowers 2.0. His name is Ben Toma. So here's how I'm kind of looking at what's about to happen. And when I ran in 2020, I ran on just being a good, honest legislator. That, that was, but I lost. When I ran in 2022, I had, I ran having done two years of election research and understanding where all the problems lie. So that, that's my number one passion. Now, Arizona, we got a lot of other things, water crises, border, fentanyl pouring through, all that type of stuff. But if we can't get the elections corrected, I don't say fixed because they're already fixed. But if we don't get the election methodology corrected, we're, we're not going to solve the problems that Arizona's having. It, we have to get good, honest politicians in there. So when we, when we ran that election, and I couldn't believe that Ben Toma won 17 to 14, and then with Katie Hobbs as governor, Adrian Fontes as secretary of state, and me with some other other colleagues who won, we have this election integrity initiative. All of that legislation, even if even mm-hmm. if it passed, the governor is going to veto it. You know, so it's like right now I am going into the state legislature. I'm handicapped. I'm handcuffed to begin with. So. I need to stick to my principles more than ever because if we do not hold a new election 2024, I don't even know what's going to happen. It's going to be even more disastrous. Now, the good thing about holding a new election on December 6th or whatever day it may be is that we've always said that if we got the one day, one vote, smaller precincts, paper ballots, no machines, strong voter ID, uh, again, small precincts results that night or, you know, into the wee hours of the morning. We need a practice run. We can't just say, okay, we're going to implement this in 2024. Let's implement this right now. Let's let's get this new election going. Let's get it going the way our forefathers intended. Our forefathers never wanted to have voting centers where you could travel three hours and go vote where nobody knows you voting in the neighborhoods, in the precincts. I mean, you guys know the drill. I'm sure you talk about it all the time. It's such simple logic. And I'm telling you right now, if you want to talk about voter suppression, it happened here in Maricopa County on November 8th. So many people left those lines. 
because they had to get back to work, they had to get to their kids. And in some locations, none of the tabulators were accepting ballots. I think we talked about like, even didn't, I think elections should be a federal holiday. Yeah, I mean, why not make election day a federal holiday? I mean, make it a federal holiday. Federal that way, or state holiday. But, but even yeah. if, you, if you made it a federal holiday, which mandates it to every state, right? Um, then you would force people to say, look, we just shut down for nine months for COVID. Which, with that fraud, we can shut down for one day. We can give people the opportunity to go vote. But they don't, they don't want everyone to vote. They want to be able to control the vote. Yep. And, and Liz, I got to tell you, I'm a system architect expert. I'm not a fly-by-night guy. I didn't come out and talk about Eric Coomer because I want to get involved in election fraud. Tig and I were working on just getting businesses open in Colorado because I was watching businesses burn to the ground. That's what. So, so I believe in God putting you in a place where all of a sudden you have to abandon the running and chasing after the money. And I was very, very successful, very uh, successful. So I didn't want to get in this fight. But now that I'm in the fight and I can see with my own eyes, I can't unsee it. And I believe that Arizona is the point at which we, we it's the line in the sand. We got to turn the country around. And, and so we, we met with, and I'm sure you, you talked about December 6th. So obviously you've seen the letter of, of the people of Arizona and and these groups that came together. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Steve, we were talking to Steve about this, and Steve's like, look, I don't think there's any other choice. They're not going to listen. I-, I listened to the people yesterday that stood up and talked. Was it at the, at the election commission meeting? Board of Supervisors. Board of yeah. Supervisors. If you, you watch those guys, man. They Cold are, as ice. You're right. as calm as ice. Like, we're protected. We don't care what you think. And that from a from a information operations standpoint these guys are telling the public yep we're taking it what are you going to do about it that's literally what they're doing that's and it's it they're social engineering trying to social engineer some kind of a kinetic action you and i talked about this this morning right yeah this that's where this is going and, and tig can tell you firsthand if we can avoid that at any any cost and shut down the system in another way we do that Mm-hmm. Because the cost of that, not just not just from a human perspective, but the cost of that from an infrastructure infrastructure perspective and cultural perspective, will will never recover from that ever. So we have to avoid that at all costs. But I'm with you. Full stop. We shut it all down. Full stop. Yep. Just shut it down. And that's that's the crazy thing. Just. Nobody's really out there protesting that I know of in Arizona. No, they they are. There's are people they? protesting. Yeah, right now. But they're waiting for they're waiting for these groups to come together as intermediaries and make a decision to say, here's what the plan is. And I have to give it to you, Steve. These groups, they're they're not they're they're in it for themselves. I think. No, no, they're not. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. The, the the groups are talking about ROEs. They're talking about yeah. how do we get out there. We're talking about how to make sure it's peaceful. Because, Liz, if it doesn't stay peaceful, there's no chance. There's no chance, well, right? They want, you agree? they want this to go kinetic so the feds can get involved. They want this. They want that. Merrick Garland's wet dream is to have somebody show up in khakis and all their all their kit and start pointing a gun at somebody so it's a federal crime so they can step in. And I, I alluded to that this morning when I talked to you. But that's what they want. And that's that's how this whole thing's been socially engineered was to drive that that outcome. The way we get around that is we have very simple ROE, very simple. If you show up in a mask, we uh, 
We zip yeah. tie you and we drop you off at the feds. You show up with a we return kit. You. We zip tie you. We we may have uh, rent tin tin chew on you a little bit, but eventually you're going to get to the feds. And you don't, you show up. You're peaceful. You you uh, go along with the crowd. You obey the law, and most importantly, you don't break anything. You don't destroy anything. If you do, again, we zip tie you and we throw you out. And you stay on that genre, right? It's got to be very, very simple. But then the other part of it is each group has to be responsible for enforcing their own ROE. And then on top of that, you need to have logistics for everybody, for medicine, for food, for water. We're in the desert. Water's important, vaguely important. If people run out of water, that's mostly bad. So mm -hmm. some of those logistical considerations need to be centralized, but then the groups are decentralized to do their protests in whatever um, location they're at. But the ROE needs to be very, very straightforward. Tig can, Tig can answer this too. Yep. If ROE is confusing, all your troops in the field are confused. And yep. it, 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 it's a snowfall. It's like each, a, a big snowball rolling down the hill. And each group has the exact same ROEs. They don't, they don't change from group to group. If you're down there, you follow the one ROEs. That's it. And so we, we have lots of people that are volunteering for home bases, volunteering to, to take water in. We are going to uh, – we have a fun page or we not have a fun page for the, for Arizona? The We sent it out already. What do you mean? For, for a fundraising page? Fundraising. fundraising. Uh, we have one that we're putting up. Yeah, it'll be up. It'll uh, be up we, about 10 minutes after we get off here. Yeah. And, and so every dollar will be – yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Steve. One other piece I would throw at this is you got to have a command center set up. Like, think of the truckers in Canada, right? Look at how organized they were and how squared away they were. And one of the first things that uh, that they all accepted, every single one of them, not just in a leadership, but everybody that participated, we're going to be arrested. They're going to take our stuff, but we're all in. Mm -hmm. And then they did daily briefings of here's where we're at, here's what's here's what we're doing, here's our intent, here's our schedule. All of that needs to be mapped out before you step off line departure, because it only takes one person in that whole chain to disrupt all those operations. And if this is done right, you will have pretty much every county in Arizona, you'll have, you'll start getting other states. And trust me when I say this, when you were at the polling centers, the visceral anger of people was palpable. They, they literally are, they were waiting for the cheat to happen. They knew what was going to happen. And they're just looking for somebody to stand up and go, this is what we're going to do. And this is how we're going to do it. This is when we're going to do it. This is why we're going to do it. And this is what you're going to do. That's I, I what would we're doing to ask that question. So we're doing it. Yeah. And, and I would say if, if you're all in for this country, this is your litany test. This is our line in the sand because this is a culmination point in our history right now. And I, and I said this on two days ago, the American Revolution part two started on November 8th. You're either in or you're not. And if you're not in, you don't get to complain. 100% agreed. And Liz, now I have a question for you. You're contesting an election that you won. Well, uh, and I know that you're speaking a lot. Uh, you know, you are one of the megaphones who's actually speaking for the people of Arizona. Uh, unlike so many others. So what would you like to see in terms of the people of Arizona showing up and turning out for this? And people around the country, because you have people that are literally coming from all over the country to support those in Arizona. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So first, first and foremost, it has to remain peaceful, 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 peaceful. But we need a movement like Brazil. We need a movement like mm -hmm. January 6th without the feds, without Antifa, without BLM. <laughs> I mean, we, we need people to show up in mass numbers. Um, and for some reason, it's not enough to say the election was stolen. People need to start talking about how everything is being stolen from them. Middle-class America for many years now, they've been squeezed, squeezed, squeezed. And the way this is, the way this is allowed to happen is through stolen elections. Um, I mean, just, I look back at everything. I look at the housing crisis of 2008, stock market crisis, people lost all their retirements, their pensions. I mean, these are not good politicians that are in charge of these policy-making decisions that create these things. I would even go as far as that have planned these things. So I think people need to come out. I mean, literally, it's more than just the, the election itself. It's about everything that's been happening in the United States over the last few decades. And I think that yeah. messaging is very important. Because stop the steal. We get criticized. Oh, you're stop the steal, whatever. It's, it's well, they're stealing the country. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, this is bigger than an election issue. It it's, is, it's because every everything, you're, everything you're seeing is right out of the communist playbook, right? That's what I was just going to say. China's behind every bit of this. They've infiltrated every institution in our society, along with universities, with Confucius University, and they've turned the education system into an indoctrination camp. That that's what you're that you're that's what you're talking to, and that's what we're seeing. And people need to realize that what these people are doing is not just helping the Chinese. This is treason in the highest order. And we need to call it what it is and stop talking around this. Because what they did on on November uh, 3rd of 2020 is treason. And that goes all the way to the top. And the other thing that people need to latch into is that this crosses the aisle. This is not a this is not a Democrat, Republican. This is the uniparty working mm -hmm. together to chill to, to steal votes and basically pick who goes to office. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off 
everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. Because if you the treasurer got more votes than the gubernatorial candidate by in over two hundred thousand. By over yeah, two hundred thousand. You know, the rhino. You know how the rhinos explain it? Well, that just goes to prove you that Kimberly Yee is a more moderate candidate, and that's what people <laughs> yeah. want. That's how they explain it. You know what I wrote? I said most people don't even know who Kimberly Yee is. They don't no, even they know. Don't. I mean, some of that, again, just like Biden debated from a basement, didn't bait at all. You know, just so it's it's crazy. It's well, the only time I saw Katie Hobbs was she was making up stories to security because Jordan Conradson from the Gateway Pundit was there. So she was like, Jordan was nowhere near her. And she was like, I feel threatened by this. Like she was making up stories. I was watching it. And they're like, well, he's on the list. He's allowed to be here. And then the next thing you know, she, again, I mean, the playbook. Uh, Certain people in this state, Stephen Richer, our board of supervisors, Katie Hobbs, they make up all these narratives and they just feed them to people to make people like us appear to be these extremists. And I'm, I'm getting tired of it. I've been watching them have Zoom calls. I've been recording them. It's just a complete narrative trying to present to who I call the normies that we're the violent crazies. And it's not true at all. And it's very frustrating. And there's no way in the world Katie Hobbs won this state. No way. You know, they, they, the lie is the big thing. They're just nothing but liars. And our problem, Liz, is that we don't stand in solidarity in the truth. Right, we're too busy worried about you know a person being more Christian or more conservative or pro, you know, pro this or not pro that or look what they voted on this. Then we are standing together and looking towards the mission, being mission driven. And I think that this this fire across the bow, so to speak, of people in Arizona and around the country are are finally saying. Okay, that's it. We, we, we realize that this is institutional slavery. That's what we are facing right now is institutional slavery. And, and to a large part, that's what we've been is slaves in a system that is kabuki theater. But if, if I, I'm prepared, I'm headed to Arizona. I'm prepared to stay in Arizona on the streets in a tent with a little cooker and some very hot water because it's not going to stay cool for very long for as long as it takes shutting down every roadway, shutting down everything, everything. Tucson, Scottsdale, it's gonna be super inconvenient. But if we shut down commerce in the state of Arizona, if we shut it down, I think it will be the, the, the thing that pushes to shut down Michigan, shut down Colorado, shut down California. I mean, how many people in California feel like they've never had a voice? They're behind enemy lines. I, I think that the, if the people of Arizona are, and I see it happening, are going to stand up and do what is right, and that people that are willing to make sacrifices, I certainly am, then in the end of the day, 
I think that will be the thing that brings us to the Brazil moment. It'll bring us to the moment where the people truly are now in charge. They are now at the tip of the spear saying, this is what we must have. And we can we have to be represented by people that represent us in our community, or we're gonna continue to shut it down because we're not we're not gonna be enslaved. And I'm well, gonna say well, like well, I was gonna say, you know, if you are <laughs> if you are down in Arizona like right now and you are one of the protesters, don't wait for somebody to come and lead you. Lead you step in, step fill that gap, fill that void. Quit waiting for somebody to to fix your own life, fix the country. Yeah. You do it. We all gotta do it together. So stand up, start doing it. Don't wait. Well, no an more. interesting, yeah, an interesting part of that, which I've been talking about for six months now, is this concept of line of sight and sphere of influence, right? When when everything breaks down, it always comes back to the community, the people around you, and the people in your in your local friends group. That's what it boils down to. And I would I would be highly surprised if there's not a lot of people that show up that have been waiting for something like this to take place, and. I think it's now's the time, whether we like it or not. And, you know, I'm all in for this because I'm I'm seeing what they're doing in China. They're going after oligarchs right now and they're taking their wealth. And Klaus Schwab has said openly, you will own nothing and you will be happy. And mm -hmm. the moment that they get a digital, the central bank digital currency, which I think is a few few years off, the moment they get that, it doesn't matter who's in, in government. He who owns the digital currency owns the world, and they become the emperor. We have to stop that from happening. Plus, we have to stop the human trafficking that's going on. This is the problem of our generation. So you can sit around and ignore it and listen to 15-second sound bites from the news, or you can spend a day to start with to get involved in this, and then two days, and then three days, and then four days. And courage is contagious. If enough people show up, more people will show. And it just starts with being out front right so you know when this when this is gets momentum you'll see more people the like, veterans that are out know, there stand up i mean look at lieutenant colonel over here i mean stand up you know how to lead people you know how to con uh, not control people but order keep people in line and again there's 70 million veterans out there start standing up and join together join the ranks of the civilians i mean you know, we got to come together. And a lot of civilians are looking to veterans as the leaders, as the the go-getters, the doers, the step up. Again, we got to fill that gap. You got to start stepping up and st stop waiting for somebody else to do it for you. And veterans, you got to, especially there's got to be a lot in Arizona. <laughs> there are. So, there, I mean, stand up, guys, and take charge. Again, ROEs. No violence. It's simple as that. No violence. Well, I mean, it's simple, too, because you're just talking about a code. And just real real quick, because you mentioned it, we haven't been talking about it much. But, like, all of this is connected. You know, we, we've been so focused since the midterms on, on the elections. And it's one of the biggest things we need to solve because we can solve that here in America. And we can solve that with our people. But, I mean, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the electronic currency. I mean, as soon as this FTX stuff dropped... Uh, and it's all tied in with, you know, this administration, with what's going on in Ukraine, this massive cover up, you know, funneling money to the, the party who's one side of the bird that just uh, once again stole everything from the American people. And the next day you see calls for, oh, now we have to regulate crypto. Now, now the Federal Reserve and these, these banks are coming and looking at these, uh, 
you know, these digital currencies thing, it's all connected. So if we don't realize that this whole train is, uh, is one big animal and we don't put our foot down right now, we're going to be stuck, you know, watching it crash in slow motion. And that's what they want. They want a slow yeah. motion controlled demolition to drive yep. you to desperation. That's mm -hmm. the social engineering, right? And this FDX thing is a controlled demolition. So they could say, look, we got to regulate crypto over here. Nothing to see here. Not that, you know, Mitch McConnell took two and a half million dollars for the Senate Leadership Fund or that $40 million was pumped back into Democratic candidates here. Not that that's malfeasance by any <laughs> shape, but, you know, and bad. But don't worry about it. Not, nothing to see over here. We'll, let's go back to Ukraine and send them more money that's not going to get there. I just want to come back to the election in Arizona for a second. Okay, so I say I call on all state legislators to join me in demanding a new election. I'm going to tell you right now, I might have one freshman incoming and one incumbent that may join me. That's it. Out of all the winners, two people. The legislators need to step up and the public needs to continue to put pressure on the legislators. Now, we didn't talk about this, but here in Arizona, we were projected to have at the state Senate to have a three to five person majority. And at the state house, we were projected, all indicators said we we're gonna have a five to seven person majority. You know what they gave us in the selection process? One and one. So they, they stole the state house and Senate as well. So that's why we've elected not so great leadership. That's why we elected Rusty Bowers 2.0. And when I talk about Rusty Bowers 2.0, understand that that's the McCainian, it's the lobbyist arm, it's all that institutional, um, the elitist, the, um, the establishment, like I'm clumping it all together, but that's how the state of Arizona has run for ever since you know the 1940s, 1950s. Unfortunately, I've learned a lot, and Arizona is one of the most corrupt states in the country. And we need to correct that. You kind of knew that from since John McCain. They all need to be voted out with fair and honest elections. I know a lot of good people that did not win. People like myself, Marianne Angel Mom, Marianne Mendoza, excellent candidate. She should be serving with me. I believe I won by more votes than what they're telling me. I think they I think the algorithm they didn't program or the algorithm wasn't quite, quite right. I'm not sure why they let me win because they only had me win by 261 votes. So it was a very close election. Doesn't and, even know, make people, sense. Yeah. People are like, be careful, Liz. They might find a, a box of ballots for another candidate. Yeah. Next month. Yeah. I mean, how does a dead can a dead person get elected? Well, that one, people will, they're trying to justify that. Uh, by saying, oh, well, you know, people were just so appalled by the Republican ticket that they would rather have an appointment and hold a, you know, a, a special election or whatever. Uh, so they just voted for the dead guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so either they didn't know, which means, you know, the candidacy or the uh, the campaigns were not telling people because there's no way that people were not tuned in uh, and that that many people just didn't know. Or they're saying that, yeah, the, the people actually chose a dead guy because it was better than the Republicans because the Democrats have such a such great support. And my thing is, why was it even on ridiculous. the ballot anyways? Why, why didn't they redo the ballots, take the guy off? I mean... It, the Uniparty is controlling all this. 
It's well, that's, a, that, that bears out in Sisamani's race, right? Because he's down in, uh, I think, Pima County in CD6, and he won, but everybody else lost, really? I mean, <laughs> that, look, the, statistically, these numbers aren't even close to reality, and everybody knows it. And just like, you know, I watched Charlie Kirk for a couple of days, and, he, you know, he's, he's a good analyst, but I don't buy into this narrative that the voters showed up in mass because of Roe v. Wade. Most people don't care about Roe v. Wade. Most people nope. could care less because they got what they wanted. It's back at the state level. Most people don't care about some of the issues. Most people don't vote on issues. They vote on candidates. So this, this nonsense that uh, Democrats voted because of Roe v. Wade, that's all a lie, every bit of it. So they've, they've gone out of their way to inject more cheating mechanisms. And the only thing Katie Hobbs and, and Adrian Fontes have to bring to the town is now the cartels and the oligarchs will basically privatize the elections if they if we allow this to stand. Yeah, well, and the polling was all showing that very clearly. And even, I mean, there all the mainstream news was saying exactly that. People don't care about Roe v. Wade. All these social issues that they have been running exclusively on, with the exception of just, a bl I mean, completely, uh, you know, bald-faced lies from the White House press secretary and Biden and all these people talking about how great the economy is. They, they pushed nothing, like in states like Michigan and, and uh, you know, a number of other states. They were running on abortion, basically. That, that's it. They were running on that and some other social issues that no one really cares about. All the polls were coming out and saying no one cared. Independent women, 18-point swing, uh, because they didn't care about that. Everyone was focused on the economy, even people who, uh, who traditionally were not. And, and then they come out with these results and say, see, they voted for the blue ticket? I mean, get out of here. We're not, we're not this dumb anymore. Yeah, and we got to get people to stand up in the mass. That's that's we got to uh, we got to come together as one density. Liz, what is what is our date? Do you have a date? Liz, we'll we'll talk to you about the date offline. Um, we we have been having conversations with other candidates as well. Um, I I know you won, and to have you make an example of it by winning is uh when i saw it it was shocking I, I had to go check the i had to go check the internet first and be like but didn't liz win <laughs> I, says she won did she really win is this I, is this is she but you've always done that you've always been the one to lead from the front you did it in 2020 and even when uh karen fan uh got her 450 million dollar contract and decided to basically sweep it up, sorry not a fan I'm not a fan of the fan. Decided to sweep it under the rug. You continue to press forward and talk about the truth as it relates to the Maricopa audit. Yeah. When Garland put out the letter to stop canvassing, I said, all right, let's canvass harder. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, so, here we, so here we are with all of the truth in front of us. We have the people of Arizona that are willing to, to stand up. Uh, I'm sorry that I was actually busy. I'm sitting here having a conversation with someone who's who says we got a plan. We got a plan, and you know, and I, I'm gonna go. I'll just send in the thing. We'll get all the groups together. He goes, no, we already got the group, and we're already going to do it. Which, Steve, is this not the problem? This is exactly this is the, the problem. problem. <laughs> Everyone is, wants to be the many, savior. I, I look. I don't want to do this. I, I want to stay at home. I want to. I want to play with guns and work on my gun business. I want to do techie stuff. I want to watch Netflix, you know, not the Luciferian crap that's on there. 
but you know what I mean? I'm like most Americans. I want to live a quiet life and I don't want to have to do this. But in order for us to be successful, in order for this country to get back on track without burning the house down, you got to put your ego and check your ego at the door and realize there's other people that know how to do this too that can probably help you do this better if you just open your ears and listen and stop trying to run the show. Not everybody can be a general officer. Not everybody can be a, you know, can be an organizer, but there's people that can organize. There's people that understand logistics. There's people that can do the medical stuff. There's people that can plan for all the contingencies. I have a threat analyst that works on my team and he's amazing at what he does. I have, I have media guys on my team. I have Intel guys on my team. I don't try and do everything. I let them tell me the things that I'm doing wrong and the things that I'm doing right. And I use my skill set on the information side of the house to guide the conversation. That's how this has to go. So you, you could choose your poison. We either take the poison individually when the FBI shows up and rolls us up, or we do it in mass because they can't arrest all of us. Yeah. Yep. It's your choice. Thing is, when one leader goes down, another one's got to step up, and you got to be willing to Absolutely. step up. Absolutely. That's the thing. You got to be Ooh. willing to take that hit. And that's, again, that's what makes a strong leader. And again, not every, you know, not everybody's a leader. There's a lot of followers, and we need a ton of followers too. And I think what, Joe, I think what people need right now is just what Liz asked the where, the when, the what. And I think you'll be surprised at the turnout. It's coming. Right. And they, they need to know that guys like you and me are going to be standing there going, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Okay. I'm, I'm literally putting this show in the thing because I don't seem to be able to convince anybody. Um, Every, everyone has the ego of a of just a 50-foot giant and none of the wisdom, <laughs> which, by the way, is why we got in trouble with the Arizona audit to begin with is because everyone was an expert, and we had experts in there that had no business being there to begin with. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.